I'm Jo Chan Yan. And I'm Donna He, and we are two brand designers who met on Instagram and now we are great friends. We can't get enough about nurturing your brand and your mindset when it comes to building a conscious, vision led business. We love honest conversations and digging deep into the things that contribute to your path in making a positive impact in the world. Hello and welcome to the Brand Journey Podcast. We are so grateful that you're here and we're so excited we get to start our podcast journey with you. And today we're just going to dive into why we started the podcast and what the brand journey means for us and just share a little bit about our story, where we come from, and what are some things you can expect as we move along with the podcast. One of the things that I would love for Donahue to share with you is just a little bit about her story and how she became a brand designer, because I think this is really fascinating to understand where we've come from and, you know, the decisions that has led to us doing the type of work we're doing as well. Yeah. So I went to school for graphic design, not really having an idea of what that actually meant or what that could look like. I thought it was just going to be designing cool things. And through the four years in art school in San Francisco, I struggled quite a bit, not really sure if that was going to be something that I wanted to do with my life. I had just spent eight years in the military and I wanted to do something related to design or art. So I came across graphic design and it sounded great and exciting. I went to school for the four years and later got a job at a small branding studio in San Francisco doing branding work for real estate in the city. And after two and a half years, the company decided to go remote and I had the opportunity to either look for a different job or start working from home doing freelance. I had this vision of me working from home that's the goal that I wanted to achieve. And I didn't know how I was going to get there. And I thought freelance was like, cool, you work from home. I had zero knowledge on the work that it took to get clients. Mm. But thankfully, the company decided to hire me as their freelance designer, which helped me go into and building my own business in a more gentle way, I guess. I didn't really struggle with the with the transition of going from full-time to freelance. So it felt like I still had a full-time job, except that I was working from home. But after two years of that, I wanted to start looking for my own clients in search for create creative freedom and expression and wanting to do different types of projects. So I started creating and designing stationery for weddings And then that turned into just reading cards. And then I realized, why am I not doing branding for these business owners that are meet that I'm meeting in these networking events here in the city that are in the wedding industry? So I was already doing branding, so it just made sense. So I started doing that. I started focusing on entrepreneurs, people that were creative. 
And then little by little led to me narrowing down more who I really wanted to work with and really the purpose that I was after because I wanted to make a bigger impact and I really wanted to see my clients have more results from the work that I was doing and I wanted to feel more fulfilled in that journey. Mm-hmm. So that's when I started focusing more on strategy work and really thinking about the purpose behind my business and behind the work that I did and what I wanted to really, what what the impact was that I wanted to leave. So that's kind of where I am now. Mm. And was there a turning point for you in terms of understanding why you were really drawn to vision-led, purpose-led businesses? Out of my own needs, feeling confused and like unfocused and overwhelmed in my business. And it wasn't until um, a coach of mine gave me a worksheet that asked me to to write out a full vision for myself. I have never done that before. Mm. I think that exercise and what came out of that process was so impactful for me because then I was able to really tie my work, really my day, my day-to-day actions towards something more meaningful that I was working towards. Whereas before, I was setting goals that really had no uh, meaningful attachment to anything. I just didn't really know like why I was setting those goals. And like, even if I missed them, it made no difference to me. I didn't feel anything. Right. Or I felt failure, but I didn't know why. Like I realized that by having a vision that I can attach all of my actions and the reason why I do things now towards that vision. And so just it just made it feel like I'm working towards something. So it gave me a lot of structure, which I really, really need. I am somebody who loves, you know, planning planning out my calendar and um, having that sort of day-to-day focus. If I don't have those things in place, even though I don't follow them 100% of the time, you know, but I think having something, some sort of structure that allows me to to live with and, and follow and have parameters, that makes me not feel lost. Having done that for myself, I understood how powerful that could be. And I really wanted to bring that sense of ease and focus to my clients. Yeah, absolutely. What about you, Joe? What made you come into design and even brand strategy or even coaching? I'm interested to hear. For many years, I was studying engineering and it's a chemical engineering and pharmacology. So these are like really different to design. It was like completely a different world of thinking, right? You're using like the other side of your brain. And for me, I, I really craved this, freedom of expression I think that was something that I didn't have or wasn't able to access when I was doing something that was really logical or really just so embedded in engineering even though I loved the structures I'm similar to you I really love the structures and the grounding but I love also and this is why we're similar is that we both crave structure but creativity at the same time 
And often they go hand in hand because for your intuition or your creativity to land, you need some sort of holding grounded structural container to hold that. Otherwise, it's just a wonderful idea that never actually gets integrated or executed in any way. Design was this wonderful midway point where I could infuse my logical thinking into the project, but also have that aspect of freedom and creativity too. It was a really wonderful balance of the two things. It was in my final year of engineering that I got this like intuitive nudge, kind of this very sort of subtle uh, message that it was always present because I've always been creative and I've always loved art. I just never followed it from a careers perspective because I came from a very traditional family who wanted me to do something that was more traditional, like engineering or science, right? Um, And so for me to do something that was artistic and creative was kind of a bit of a no-no, like for my family at the time, even though they're very creative, actually. In my final year, I decided to actually follow my intuition. It was probably the first time that I really listened to my intuition. And I realized that it completely changed how I moved through my decisions. It changed how I showed up in the world. And it was really affirming to know that if I could trust that sense of intuition within me, I was always going to be moving in alignment with what was going to serve me in my high, in terms of my higher self and my higher purpose. And at that time, that was to follow my heart and do graphic design, even though it would mean me doing a double degree and a graduate diploma at the same time. It was a little bit confusing to logistically make that work, but it ended up being the best thing for me and ended up being the one most wonderful decision I've ever made. And I think from that experience and from repeated times where I've really connected inwards and listened to myself, I've realized that even if you're working in your own business, that sense of listening to yourself, that sense of connection is so important. And Mm -hmm. when we're driven from that place, the changes that we're able to make in the world comes from a very different perspective than just simply chasing money or chasing a quick win or going for results that people deem to be successful but isn't actually rewarding and fulfilling. I think it was a blend of really having direct experience with trusting my intuition and working with that over time that led me to becoming a designer for businesses that are purpose-led, that are more conscious, that have a bigger vision for the world than just financial reasons for success. And yeah, so over the the years, I I gradually moved from doing more engineering-based roles in, in my career. And over time, it actually gave me a really wonderful perspective because I ended up doing a lot of product development and packaging development. And it actually helped a lot when I moved into design because I was able to fuse the two together in creating design that was right for the marketplace and had a purpose for being, but was still 
marketable and still strategic. A little bit of the backstory for the Brand Journey podcast. We named this because we felt like it really encapsulated how we move through the creative process with our clients, but also it gave us space to have a look at the fact that our businesses and our brands are always on a path of evolution. Mm-hmm. It also is a reflection of the fact that we ourselves are in a constant state of change and evolution and transformation, that things are never going to be stagnant or will never stay the same. There's been so many twists and turns along the way that things haven't always gone to plan. And I think this is what we wanted to use this podcast for is to really talk about some of the things that are behind the scenes that maybe people don't really see from the surface. And I love the exploration that comes from delving a little bit deeper into what are the things that might not have worked, but how have they been supportive and how have they helped us grow at the same time? When I was in my last semester of school, we had to build our portfolio into like a big bound book. I chose to have an embossed labyrinth made of foil on wow. my linen covered portfolio. Oh my gosh. <laughs> covered portfolio book, which I absolutely love. It's so beautiful. So the labyrinth to me, it's interesting because this keeps coming back at different times for me in my business, but it's been such a good symbol to use for business because mm. I always think this idea of the labyrinth to me I used to use for the creative process where it's really about exploration you know when you're really trying to figure out what the answers are design-wise for the client and Mm -hmm. the brand it's almost like walking a labyrinth where you're just sort of taken on this journey and you hit roadblocks and you have to figure out your way back so you can get to the real answer at the end yes and now after doing strategy and after really honing down my business and really loving the concept of building a conscious business that is just full of purpose and that is vision driven I again come back to this labyrinth because really the brand journey is that is just Mm. this path to you have that vision, which is in the middle. And along the way, you, you're, you're kind of exploring and you're learning and you're making mistakes. And there's just so much thrown at you along the way. But you're figuring out so many things. You're finding your voice. You're finding who it is that you want to work with. You're finding a purpose behind what you do. You're finding your processes and what really works for you. That's that's going to, you know, really make your systems efficient and effective. You're building so much through this process. And I really love this symbol as that because it really embodies everything that we go through as entrepreneurs, as business owners, especially when you're working for yourself, by yourself. A lot of times we're wearing like a million hats and... Mm. There's so much that comes along the way with self-doubt, imposter syndrome, and all these different mindset blocks that we have to learn how to overcome or how to manage. 
whatever happens or whatever you decide on, it's not permanent and that it will have to evolve because that's mm -hmm. just how businesses work, you know, and how branding works. And it just, there's no way around it. I love that uh, metaphor of it being a labyrinth that people are looking to explore and delve deeper into. And so that brings us to some of the content that we would like to actually share uh, from this podcast. So what can people expect to hear from some of our future episodes? And what are some of the things that you're excited to share with people? Like what are the topics that you would love to take people through and uh, talk a little bit more about? Yeah, I feel like now that we got the labyrinth on our heads, I feel like um, that just thinking of everything that is inside of that labyrinth that you might experience, whether is or or not necessarily like obstacles too, but also things that you'll learn and you uncover, whether it's mindset or systems or whatever it is that you you experience along the way to either help you grow or help you learn and help you get closer to the goals that you're trying to achieve. Those are the things that we're probably going to be focused. I think the labyrinth really holds all of these different topics. I guess this is also a part of our journey in figuring out what this is going to evolve into Yeah. But all I know is that we're here to share all of the things that we've learned and mm. that we're learning so that uh, we can help other people continue to build their, their brands in a way that feels um, impactful and they are able to show up as themselves. I think we all need that opportunity. So focusing mm. on our own journey and accepting that our own journey is unique, whatever comes along the way. Yeah, so we'll be talking about mindset and business and branding, of course. Mm. And this is a podcast that really is for conscious business owners. So if you have a business or even if you're looking to start a business that you feel like will be a deeper reflection of your values and your vision, We think this would be a really wonderful resource. Working as brand designers, Donahue as a brand strategist as well, and me from a perspective of brand design and coaching, we're hopefully able to share or shed some light on building a brand or building a business. I guess that metaphor of having a journey is really about all the little steps in between that have helped us move forwards in our business. For me, I'm really excited to share everything that I know and have learned about and geeked out over in terms of uh, wellness and personal development because I think that for me has been so helpful and beneficial in really running my business from a mindful, conscious place. I would love to share some of the tools and practices that I've learned over the years. Also, when it comes to having a healthy mindset, when it comes to working with customers or being in that state of abundance, especially if you're a small business and you're starting out, if I can shed a little bit of light into 
how to stay in that sense of abundance energetically, that would be really amazing to be able to do that. The topics that I cover typically come down to a number of pillars and those pillars are around clarity, intuition, consciousness. So it's really about where the heart and the head meet and balance each other out. So we are so excited that you're here and that you chose to listen to our very first episode of the Brand Journey podcast with Joe and I. We are so excited to bring more of these conversations to you. So stay tuned for more and we will see you next time on the Brand Journey podcast.